welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of What's Going On Here. I am Tomo Lovrick, a young man sitting to my right is young Sean Quigley. Sean? Uh, yes. It was a circular table, I've noticed. So, it to is. your right, but I guess it could also to your left. Technically, you could be, yes. Mm. Tangentially, so. <laughs> so. Just thinking out of the box. You would think. Thank you, Mr. Geometry. Okay, <laughs> so uh, today's episode is actually a very special episode because we decided to kind of forego the usual, what the hell is the show, we don't know what they're saying, mm. what's going on. This is a special episode. We are doing a Alien Covenant. We went to see Alien Covenant last week. It's a proper film. It's a proper film, absolutely. And instead of... Watching 20 minutes in the middle, because that would be just stupid. Have you seen what the tickets cost in the movie theater? <laughs> um, <laughs> instead of doing that, we watched the whole movie, and where we're going to apply our what's going on here is as if we were in the real world, and this was really happening, and we were part of this jolly crew. Mm. As in, what the hell's going on here? Mm. And just kind of look at it theoretically, mm. and realistically, and scientifically, and the whole nine yard, and just be like, yeah. wait a minute, no. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. Pretty much? That's fair. That's fair. And uh, I mean, and before, and it, I mean, a lot of, I can, there's, I have a lot of like issues to pick with the movie, uh-huh. but to be straight up front, yeah, I thought it was a very enjoyable film. Me too. I liked it. Yes. This, yeah, and it's important. This is not a review. No. We're not a movie review show. We're not no. going to go through the, blah, blah, blah. No, the yeah, acting, the scene, away. right? It's a good film. Enjoyed it, which is but, the most important thing. Yes, and lots of fun. Go see it. It's definitely a fun film. Yeah, I mean that's the endorsement there. It's, it's good. I mean, I wouldn't. You know, I, I don't know if it's. I, I would think it's my third favorite of the Alien movies. Yeah, yeah, mine too. Mine too. I, I don't know if it is has the ability for me to say if, if you haven't seen any other films, go and watch it. I mean. Well, to be fair, I guess it's standalone. For it's the original it's pretty much standalone. I mean, the well, you didn't see Prometheus. That's I didn't see I Prometheus. To. Yes. Okay. And I've, to be fair, I've since gone back and I've not rewatched Prometheus, uh-huh. but I've heard, I've heard a couple of different podcasts actually that have reviewed it and have talked that have harked back to Prometheus and obviously have revisited it or had a better memory of it. And there is a there is stuff in it that that ties in more directly than I remembered. To Prometheus? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, not, nothing crazy, but little bits that go, oh, it makes a little more sense. Right, right, right. Okay. But, but for the most part, it does kind of stand yes. alone. So we're going to examine Alien Covenant. Um, we are reviewing uh, Casual Habana Cafe food. Mm-hmm. You got the... Do you this remember the name of it? The Baby... Piglet of some sort? Baby Polivia, Polio, Polori, What's Spanish for pig? Puerco. Mm. Is it pig? No, it's not pig. It wasn't that. It's like, I, I want to say baby polio. <laughs> no, that would be the chicken. That would be the chicken. Oh, yeah. That, my chicken is uh, the arroz con pollo de la abuelita, which I believe is little grandmother's chicken with... I feel like I say baby polito. It was an odd word that okay. I didn't recognize as being... Okay. But it's basically like a ham hock. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So we had that. We had a side order of beans each and a side order of fries. Hmm. We can just tell you straight up with the fries, like every other French fry that you get and take out, unless you're eating it straight yeah. out of the container right away, it doesn't travel well. It doesn't travel well. It doesn't travel well and at that's all. that's my fault. I admit here, that is, the guy gave me a lot of options. I mean, they do the thing that a lot of places do. But, you know, they're busy, whatever. 
But they said, um, what sides? You get two sides with it. Well, to be fair, they said, what side? And mm. I said, oh, what are the options? And then I got like, you know, beans, fries, yucca fries, blah, 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 that's over with. Only for them to then say, and the second side. <laughs> and then I go, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. Oh, no. Oh, 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 oh. French fries. <laughs> you were sitting there like Mojo Jojo. Curse it. And the second meal, the same. <laughs> well, I'm having the arroz con pollo, which is absolutely delicious. It's with saffron rice and, and olives and peppers and fantastic. The beans are kick ass. They're good. I've had these, but I think these are called dirty beans. Okay. I think they call them dirty beans. They're nice. I like them. They're well, beans. they're delicious. So, I would recommend Casual Habana Cafe, which um, they actually have two locations. Mm. Excuse me. They have two locations, one in Hackensack and one in New Milford. And the one in Hackensack is 125 Main Street, and the one in New Milford is 200 Main Street. And so to be less confusing, I'll give the full addresses later. Just know that one is in Hackensack and one is in New Milford. This is from Hackensack, this one? This one is from Hackensack, yes, this order. I've so, never been to New Milford, so I, I don't know if it's different or if it's the same. It's probably the same, yeah, I would think. Yeah. I mean, it's not a big chain or anything, it's just two stores. Yeah. But it's it, it, a couple of bites in, it's super tasty. And the beer we are reviewing, for those of you not familiar with our show... We usually watch an unknown show that few people have ever heard of or seen. We watch the middle 20 minutes. It's usually a non-English speaking film or TV yeah. show. And then we watch the middle 20 minutes of like the first episode usually and try to figure out what's going on. Today, like we said, we're doing Alien Covenant. It's a special uh, issue. And we review local eateries like Casual Havana Cafe. And local brews and drinks, if possible. And today's local brew is from Brooklyn Brewery. Yes. So not exactly a small brewery, but you know, I think it's the one that really kind of brought uh, home brewing to New York City kind of in a major way. I see it a lot. It's very popular. It's very popular. they got lots of flavors. They're kind of like New York's own Sam Adams. They're not, I don't think nationally they're quite at the Sam Adams level. Well, you say that, but I remember in England, before I moved here, uh -huh. I remember when Brooklyn Brewery, Brooklyn, it, the Brooklyn Lager is the same as Brooklyn Brewery, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. The Brooklyn Lager, I remember the Brooklyn Lager coming out in the uh. bars in London, and we didn't have Sam Adams. Oh. There was no Sam Adams. You can't really find, I mean, maybe you do now, but at, this, at that time, there was no Sam Adams. You know why? Why? Because in the UK, the Bro Brooklyn is a lot more famous than any Sam Adams. You know what I mean? I guess so. and there's a whole like Brooklyn and hip hop and gangster and that's true. So anyway, what we're having Brooklyn breweries, Brooklyn Naranjito, which is an orange peel pale ale at four point five percent alcohol by volume. So it's obviously a beer meant for the summer. It's a little bit hazy, but um, I'm gonna take. I'm a currently ripping apart my pork shank. Yes, frantically, you, frantically. So, so as not to uh, create too much havoc throughout the rest of the, the episode, I'm just <laughs> ripping it apart like an like uh, an alien. I'm <laughs> ripping it. It's apart. true. It's true. It, it is true. I'm watching it, and it's pretty much 
Yeah, Actually, I think, I think I've seen a scene or two like this in Alien Covenant. Yeah, yeah. There, there are a few. <laughs> and uh, I think I'm done for now, I think. Okay. Depends how, depends how I think you can gnaw on it later safely. I don't yeah. think anybody's going to mind if you no, do that. No, that's true. Yeah. But anyway, what can they do? We're behind a microphone. It's not like they can protest us, really. But we're going to have the, a sip of the drink. That's nice. That is nice. That's a nice, that is definitely a nice summer beer. I'm liking these summer beers. They're light. They're, uh, it's a little bit, you, you get the little bit of the orange peel in there and it's got mm. kind of that citrusy thing going on. Like I said, it's a little bit, uh, very hazy. Very mild beer. This is, a, this is easy to drink. This is, this is your girly beer. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. If you're not into beers, period, I guess, mm. this would sort of be like, or like a grosse, uh, you yeah. know, one of these like fruity beers. It tastes almost like a shandy to me a little bit. It, it's, it's pretty much a shandy. I mean, they're calling it a pale ale, but it does taste like a shandy. Yeah. You're right. Very nice. Yeah. All right. Go, yeah. go Brooklyn Brewery. And like I said, Casual Havana Cafe, you're having the pork. I'm having the arroz con pollo, which is with saffron rice, which is absolutely delicious. So you guys get a chance, go to this place. It's awesome. I think when, when I ordered the food, um, when I ordered the food, I think I said the pollo <laughs> I think they might have thought that until it got to asking me my name that I was... See, this kind of explains why the English really didn't get South America. If they spoke a little more Spanish, they probably could have done that way back when. I was tempted when they asked my name to say, my name is Juan. <laughs> <laughs> Juan of the uh, South African Juans. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> so, Alien Covenant. Hmm. Now, let's see. The show starts with the android, because, of course, every episode's got to have an android of some sort, That's or every yeah. movie. And the android is being played by... Oh, sorry, that's not where the movie starts. The movie starts like in a fancy room, very futuristic looking, overlooking like, it looks like the Swiss Alps or something. Uh-huh. And it's, um, I forget the Australian actor's name, but he's very good. And Guy Pearce. Guy Pearce, thank you. He's very good and I really enjoy his work. He is the creator of the android, mm. um, David. Like, it's Michael Fassbender, and he says, what's your name? And he, says, and he names himself, and he's all creative. And Michael Fassbender says something like, oh, well, if you created me, who created you? And he says, oh, that's complicated. And he's basically, oh, well, you're going to die anyway, kind of. Yeah. He's already throwing shade on his, like, creator, like, and he's barely been conscious for, like, 20 minutes. Yes. Yeah. And then they cut from that to the ship. Uh-huh. And the ship is in the future, some... 10, 20 years, something like that in the future. Um, and it's also Michael Fassbender. Oh, in the intro, he had an English accent. 10, 20 years. I think it's... I think it was I 10. think it's more than that in the future. Is it? Just because, and I'll tell you this. Okay. And this is one thing I forgot that I remembered when I, I heard someone else talk about the film. From Prometheus. Uh-huh. Guy Pearce, inexplicably at the time in Prometheus, uh-huh. plays the same character who's the... This guy, something Wayland. 
he is the man in charge of the company, the Wayland Corporation, that then ends right. up becoming the people behind all of these space conquests um, in the androids. Right. In the first one, Prometheus, he inexplicably plays an incredibly old man, like in full prosthetic stuff. He plays as that character, but as an old, old man, like all with all old aging stuff. Oh, okay. And I remember at the time, being, people being like, why did you cast a 40-something-year-old actor to play an old man? Why yeah. didn't you just get Michael an old Kane. man? Yeah. And then we're going, oh, I don't know. So I think... I know why. Because we're banking on sequels for the next 20 yeah. years. There you go. No. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so, they go to the future... And now there's Michael Fassbender, obviously the robot, communicating with the uh, computer on the ship, mm-hmm. which they conveniently call Mother. And this time he has an American accent. Which, you know, bless his heart, was okay, but not like an American accent you'd ever find anywhere. It, it yeah. sounded a little too forced. It mm-hmm. sounded like he was trying really hard to get his R's in the right place when he was speaking that way. So yeah. it was kind of odd sounding. Mm. Still, fantastic performance as the android. Yeah. But, and his name was... Uh, like, something with a W, I think. Wasn't it Wayne? Walter? Walter, 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 Walter. that's right. Walter. So, um, the ship stops and lets him know that they have to unfurl, basically, the solar panels to recharge the ship. Mm-hmm. And they do so. And then, like, there's a, a, a pulsar somewhere nearby that throws all sorts of solar winds and ionized radiation their way and kind of damages the ship. Yeah. And what you find out is a whole, uh, a few colonists, the ship carries some 2,000 colonists or something like that and a bunch of embryos. Mm-hmm. And it kills a few colonists, but more importantly, it kills the captain, who actually is stuck in his hibernation pod that won't open and it catches on fire. And he basically burns to death. Yeah, but and it ends everybody up being, else is awake by this point. Did you already say that? No, yeah. no, I did not say that. Yes, everyone else is awake by this point. They're, everybody's trying to get out while this all this commotion is going on while they're getting blasted with the radiation. Yeah. And it's James Franco is the captain. Mm. Which, I'm like, how does James Franco get into all these movies? I, 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 he must audition really well. Yeah, I... I he must be a he must be a fan of Alien. He must have said, "Oh, I'm a fan of Alien." I don't know that. Or Ridley Scott took a lot of pleasure in you know saying like, "Oh, he's gonna <laughs> we get to burn him alive, burn James Franco alive." Right, which is interesting. And we, we said at the time, I remember saying that it seemed very odd and badly designed that there would be this situation whereby it would be able to burst into flames within the pod. airtight yeah thing, a pod. Yeah, that was like somebody made a poor design choice somewhere like along the way. It just went the opposite way. I mean, it's dramatic. Like, just do the opposite. Just freeze him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more likely he'd just freeze to death. It would make more sense that a liquid nitrogen line hmm. popped loose inside, and like you said, and instantly just froze him to death and he fell to pieces. Yeah. That would make more sense. Hmm. And then what was even weirder, you know, at the time, one of the other uh, crew members... As he's burning alive. At this point, I mean, the thing is like full of fire. Immolated, yeah. Oh, immolated. And he's screaming or whatever. This guy's hitting the glass with a, an axe, like trying to, trying to bust it open. open. And I'm just thinking like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I mean, this is terrible, obviously, but come on. By this point, like... Let it go. <laughs> just let it go. I mean, what? He's got 
max max ten seconds of horrendous suffering. Well, not only that, everything you learn... He's gonna die definitely, regardless. Everything you learn about space... (laughs) It's... it's, Being in space is kind of like being in a munitions factory. There's nothing iron. (laughs) There is. But in a munitions factory, there's nothing iron. Everything metal is made of copper. Mm -hmm. Why is it made of copper? Because copper doesn't spark. Mm -hmm. Because you don't want a freaking spark... Because you're keeping the area, because you, you know, you're making gunpowder, whatever, fireworks. You can't, like, have a drive where something, you know, you get static charge and it sparks, and the whole building goes up in flames, or in a big explosion. Likewise, in space, it's a very oxygen-rich environment that they have yep. in the space station, on the space shuttle. So, yeah, like you said, busting that open and oh. giving that flame a little bit to lick on... Big mistake. Would, yeah, would, like, burn up the whole bridge. The whole bridge would have been burnt up. Yeah, like the guy with the axe would immediately get a fireball. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was number one, which was just stupid. Then, now, obviously you find out, the crew, they're all married. They're intermarried. Yes. They're all couples because it's a colony, it's yeah. a colony ship, they're all going off. They're all married. So, the James Franco is married to, and I, I don't know the actress's uh, name, I guess we should look that up. You have your phone on you, but she was also in uh, Fantastic Beasts. Catherine Mortensen. Okay, there you go. She was his wife, and she was actually third in command. Mm-hmm. And um, so they're right away. They're trying to figure out how this happened, where they got zapped with this radiation. I've decided it's cheating to look it up. Okay, we can look things up at the end. I'm just going to we're gonna have to figure out who they are. Okay. I, I remember her name, but if anyone else comes up, they're just going to have to be... Okay, we'll look up later. Thinking about it. That's fine. So, we find out she was married to him, and she was actually third in command because she becomes second in command to the captain, who is Billy Crudup. Hmm. And apparently he's a religious man. Yeah. And um, he's unsure of himself, and he wasn't named captain, I guess, because he was religious. Because in the future, I guess, yeah. if you're religious, you're an asshole. Which I'm just mm-hmm. like, okay, way to way to like throw shade on, you know, you're talking about how like atheists are being like ridiculed, but now now in the future, let's make the yeah. religious people assholes. It's like uh, that's kind of not nice. I don't know yeah. where you're going with that, but okay. It was yeah, they really. It was um, it was a very. Yeah, it was, the, the way they did it, it was a little, uh, it was a little on the nose. He had an exact line that was one of these very unnatural lines that people, would never have happened in real life, where he said something like, "Yes, but because I'm a man of faith, they would never have trusted me." And it's like, no, 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 no. people don't talk about this. Like, <laughs> insinuate it, insinuate it. Yeah, that show don't tell <laughs> is the best way is storytelling one on one. So yeah. you really, you know, have him. Say something referring to you know Jesus or something. Jesus, and then someone has to roll their eyes and be like, oh, you know, <laughs> like this guy. Again. Something. <laughs> I was a little like, okay, yeah. I could see the writers' room where they're like, we need to get through the fact that he's religious and they didn't trust. Just have to say it. Yes, straight out. So right away they do the plot is that the robot kind of or the android uh, 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 Walter kind of mm. that it leads you in the direction like oh Walter sinister. Because my impression, and because I didn't see Prometheus, was, uh-huh. oh, Walter is David, but he kind of finagled himself onto this ship, mm-hmm. and, and 
you know, he's not speaking with the same accent. He's got a different name. He did this because he's because even in the in that opening yeah. sequence, you're like, oh yeah, this Andrew is up to no good. This Andrew is actually up to no good. All the way through Prometheus, and I forgot this, but I was reminded that he was one of the best things about Prometheus, Fassbender, the character of David. Um, he was doing sort of mysteriously sinister things throughout Prometheus. Or like sinister comments or looks or doing things that overly callous ah. that was hinting that, that he was not a good guy. And there was a point in Prometheus where a character dies and he could save him and he chooses not to and he lets him die. Okay. No one knows about it, I don't think. I forgot about that. He just lets him die and just kind of like in like a, oh, you're weak and dying. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of a way. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, so th- that there is that whole thing going on. So we kind of already, if you've seen Prometheus, you know that that character, the, the, the android character is a little uh, robotic. But it's nothing I've heard is people have said that Ridley Scott's wanted to because with Blade Runner the new Blade Runner coming out uh-huh. he very much initially was uh, supposed to be directing both this and Blade Runner uh-huh. producing both of them pretty heavily uh-huh. um, but he wanted to do both and just because of scheduling or the studios or whatever he couldn't do both and he had to decide which one he was going to do uh-huh. he decided to do Alien I guess because it needed more help with Prometheus not doing particularly well whereas Blade Runner doesn't really need help right 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 um, Decided to do this, but people were saying that there was an element that he was trying to link the two universes, Blade Runner and the Alien universe, together with these kind of androids. Ah. And he's hinted at the fact that they kind of are almost in a combined universe. Ah, interesting. Which, so he's bringing elements from Blade Runner into the Alien world now. So is there going to be like androids. an overweight Rutger Hauer <laughs> in, in, in Blade Runner? Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. I don't think he didn't know. Maybe he has known it. <laughs> so, um, so they're already throwing kind of script-wise shade that like maybe it's Walter's fault. Mm. And Billy Crudup takes over. And I, I, of course, jokingly turn to you and I say like, oh, it's Dr. Manhattan. They're fine. I don't... Yeah. What's the big deal? He could just make another freaking captain, you know? I forgot there was Dr. Manhattan because he, you know, wasn't naked and blue. No, right, right, right. right. With his dong swinging all over the place. He's a lot little in real life, I think, as well. As well oh, he's a tiny, he's a little guy. Think he's so small, but he's so big in Watchmen. No, yeah, well, that's yeah. because, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so then they get a signal that they catch on radio frequencies while they're repairing the solar sails. Mm. Um, and they find out the signal is somebody basically singing, uh, what was it, John Denver, Country Road, Take Me Home? Oh, yeah. Right. So they decided to go investigate. Now, their original colony was supposed to be seven years away. Mm-hmm. And this place is was like two weeks away. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, well, it's obviously somebody human because who else would have John Denver's, you know, country road take me home? It's a human signal. And, of course, the people that are smart are going like, this doesn't make sense, which is uh, uh, the third in com- or now the second in command. Yeah. Who was uh, James Franco's wife, and she says like, "This is wrong. We should. There's no way we would have skipped, missed this planet. There's just no way." I want in one of these sort of sci-fi films uh, one one day for one to like interreference other sci-fi things. Like, I feel like someone at some 
point should have gone, have you ever seen an episode of Star Trek? Yeah. Like, this is like the setup to an episode of Star Trek yeah, right now. Absolutely. How about we don't go investigate <laughs> and we just carry on doing our job? Well, here's my thing. How so about we count the clock, guys? Because I don't know about you, but I'm getting 26 bucks an hour here. <laughs> and seven years, I'm going to, you know. <laughs> well, here's the thing. That, that, didn't, that didn't bother me. Let's go investigate. Cool. That sounds great. But like you said, did they stop watching horror movies in the 22nd yeah. century? Because every horror movie starts, let's take a detour. No. Oh, no, 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 no. You stick to the main highways that are yeah. brightly lit. You do not take the detour through the countryside. There's, Ever. There's a reason. Oh, oh, we haven't come across this. This wasn't in the, uh, we did, you know, we had the experts look at everything that's not there. And also they realized they're like, oh, there seems to be no signs of life. Yeah. But it, perfectly sustainable to sustain life. Hmm. Suspicious. It's suspicious, right. <laughs> right, yeah. So yeah. that was like number one bad move. Two, they get there. It's like, okay, let's go land. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, there's a big, there's a big kerfuffle as to whether they should go there. Yes. And that's where Billy Crudup's faith comes into it. Yes, and he says, I'm the captain and it's my decision. Yeah, and yes. there's a subtext of like, you know, have faith in me, I have faith. Whereas the science people are like, this seems like weird science. Right, right. Yeah. So, that, so unless Kelly LeBrock walks out, nobody yeah. wants to go there, right? <laughs> yeah. So, then they get there. And they have, like you said, they had a big kerfuffle, but they're going to go down. So they go in there basically like a little space shuttle. And my first opinion on that is, what? Wait a minute, you guys gave up on probes? Because on Star Trek, they always shoot a fucking probe into the planet, you know? Um, We send a probe to Venus, to Mars, to Mercury, to Saturn, to Uh Jupiter, you know? We send a probe with a camera, (laughs) let's see what's there first. Yeah. Let's like send a little like you know IR spectrometer so we can see what yeah. the atmosphere is like. If they can like. put a camera up my butt to see inside my butt, <laughs> they, can, they do can do it well, on a planet to no, see whether it can sustain life. Not only that, they just travel light years from the planet. Hmm. I'm sure there's like one little rocket somewhere on the ship that they can send to like check the place out. Hmm. You know, it's like you know what you do. And here's the other thing that that cracks me up. So. They're not sending a probe, which they could use just fine, and they could send it directly to where the signal is. So instead of that happening, they go down with the space shuttle through this ridiculous storm front that's coming through that's going to last later, we find out. Oh, who knows? Days, weeks, months. Uh Okay, how come you guys don't know this? Doesn't the computer have some sophisticated meteorological uh, equipment? Isn't there an... Isn't there, yeah, Google it. Isn't there an atmospheric scientist on board or somebody? Because you are going to colonize another freaking planet. I would hope somebody knows how to read the weather. So, there's that. I bet there's something, and they didn't reference this, but it would have been good now I think about it. That James Franco's dead character, the captain, I, I, I bet it would have been good if he was an expert in something that they direly needed in order to be able to see that this was a terrible decision. But they didn't have like a meteorological expert or something. Yeah, he was the captain. That's what they did. <laughs> they really yeah, did. he's the guy that makes all the decisions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so they go and land. Then they go and land. Hours walk from where the signal is. Oh, this is nothing. I just realized they sent down. They, they got all the effort of making sure that the crew are all in couples uh-huh. because it's a you know colonization mission. Yep. However, they send the like landing crew. 
the people who are like you know the outbound landing crew types, and then the people who are the stay on board, you know, uh, Uhura like whatever you know George Takai messing with the ship types. Right. They're two separate. They're, they're within the same couple. Those two separate entities. That goes completely against the whole idea. Of, if you're going to go the effort of having a couple, everyone being couples for colonization, make sure that the people that are being sent down are within the same couple unit. Because if one of them dies, or a couple of them die, you then have destroyed two, three couples worth of people. Right. Which is point. I mean, it sounds a bit morbid, but you might as well do that, because then you just end up with a bunch of broken couples. Right. Just seems bad planning. Well, not only that, here's the thing that bothered me about the whole, let's send this whole crew down there. Uh, why don't we have, like, redundancies in place? Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it... And this is the thing, they always, with all of these like futuristic shows, they always show these people that go into space, well, I'm, I'm just a pilot, I just know how to fly the thing. Uh-huh. No, no, yeah. no, because I can guarantee you the government won't do it, and I, I can guarantee you sure as shit a corporation wouldn't send anybody unless they had like three freaking PhDs, because yeah. they're not going to just throw eight billion dollars, or at the time, eight trillion dollars worth of money to colonize some place yeah. and send a bunch of yahoos because no. somebody's like knows how to fly a plane. No. Well, no. I don't know. Have you seen Armageddon? They sent a bunch of uh, <laughs> oil drilling yes, people well, up to save the world. Well, I mean. obviously. Uh, well, it was Bruce Willis. That's a different story. That was different. Yeah. Well, uh, talking about combined universe, I saw some, heard someone recently talking that was interesting. This is completely against the, the grain, but would be another way that if people reference things. Uh-huh. Saying that in Friends, there is an episode... I, remember, I think I do remember this. There's a there's an episode in Friends where Joe and Chandler go into uh, detail in an early season talking about Die Hard, uh-huh. the original Die Hard, uh-huh. and John McClane going through the building and, and referencing it. And then Bruce Willis turns up later on in Friends uh-huh. as the father of Ross's girlfriend. Uh-huh. I don't know if you remember this. Did you ever see Friends? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he turns up as Ross's girlfriend for like half a season. Uh-huh. Why is no one like this? Is Bruce Willis? This is John McClane. They've seen Die Hard in the world of Friends. Yet, Bruce Willis just turns up. It, it's, it's, it's the Clark Kent thing. It's very, very... He had a lot more hair in Die Hard. He threw everybody. Yes. He threw everybody. That's true. You know, and if he wore glasses, forget it. Uh-huh. Who recognizes you when you put glasses on? That's true. Nobody. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bruce Willis has some... Uh, actually, to be fair, Bruce Willis, for all the things that he's done that are bad... He's maybe got one of the best records, as far as I'm concerned, for sci-fi. Absolutely. Fifth Element, Twelve uh-huh. Monkeys, yep. Looper. Looper. Fantastic. He's got a hell of a nose for a good... Oh, Those are three of the best. Uh, uh, and and uh, M. Night Shyamalan, the first one that he did. Oh, Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah no, no, no. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Usually, yeah. if it's a sci-fi and Bruce Willis in it, I'm just like, he's got a good nose oh, for these. Oh, he's in another good one called Surrogates. Or Surrogates. Have you oh, seen no, that? I haven't seen that. Oh, you should see it. It's yeah. good. Smaller budget than usual. It was quite a small film. Uh-huh. Really good, though. Um, but it's not doing the best acting in the world. A good story. It's based on a Philip Dick novel. Okay. Like all the best sci-fi films are. Um, it's, again, very minority reports. You like yeah, 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 yeah. It's very good. It's, it's kind of iRobot-y, actually. It's like... A, okay. It's, you know, a land where there are robots and uh, he's a cop and some... He's very good. It's, well, it's a good it's good film. You should see that. But still, it's another... Good Bruce Willis stuff. Okay. Yeah. He should have been in this, is my point. 
Why wasn't Bruce Willis? <laughs> he could have been the captain. Or at least he could have been the quirky pilot and not, uh, uh, what's his face, uh, Nelson C. Riley or what's it? No, uh, no, no. Um, um, uh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. Um, his name is uh, his. I I forget his name. He was in. He's been in a lot of things. He was in. He was in Tropic Thunder. Yep. He was in, he's a big friend. He's a big friends with James Franco. That's probably how James Franco got the role. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, they did Your Highness, the stupid. Uh, oh yeah. Sword. I kind of like that film. That was so bad. It was bad. It was so I, bad. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> It was terrible. It was I, I saw it too. And when I saw the commercials, I was like, this looks fantastic. Yeah. And then I watched it, I was like, this is awful. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, I saw it the first time and thought it was awful. And then I saw it a second time on TV or something. And I thought, actually, this is kind of fun on TV. <laughs> when I was, yeah, from the trailer, I thought it was going to be excellent. It wasn't really no, no, no. James Franco's done more crap than good, I think, actually. He's, he's, he's one of those guys that he's actually kind of. He's, he's, he's maintained his position as being a very respected actor, actor but he's been in the, some some bad things. I've seen him in some bad films. I mean, he was in... Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man, yeah, Spider-Man 3. Oh. Spider-Man 1 and 2 were very good. Yeah. And he was very good in it. Yeah. And I think... And he was probably in the trifecta of Tony Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, him. He was probably the strongest out oh. of those three. I remember uh, at the time thinking, like, I who think is this Tol- young guy? I he's think good. Toby was good. I think he was a good Spider-Man. Yeah, I get. But I, I, we've said this before, and everyone in the world has said it. But like, yeah, he looked like fifty. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> but he was like, well, he wasn't a teenager. But he was in high school in the first Spider-Man. He's in high school. Yeah, and he's like, at least like, he's, I think he's like twenty-six. Yeah, yeah. It's the grease thing of like Olivia and John, like forty-five, pretending <laughs> to be in high school. That's right. <laughs> Wearing those awful tight pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, back to aliens. Yeah. So they land on this planet. By the way, did we mention there are spoilers here? Don't listen to this if you want to see Alien Covenant. <laughs> um, they land on the planet. They go searching for the signal. And the first thing that happens is the captain's wife, she's like the bio expert. Yeah. Because she's staying around to get like bio samples. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, no, that was the first thing. Do you notice anything? What? I don't hear anything. What do you mean? There's no birds. Mm. There's no sounds. There's no nothing. That would, as uh, Billy Crudup, future uh, as captain, that's your first basically like, okay, everybody, let's we're getting back in the ship. No ice cream. Fuck it. We're all going back yeah. home. That's there's nothing alive in here. There's yeah. a signal coming. Why are they in such a rush? What What are the other people doing? While she's doing that, what are they? What's their mission? What are they doing? Just looking around? No, no, no. They're looking to get. They're going to the, the signal. The signal. Okay, I have a problem with the idea that everyone's in such a rush to do everything at once. I feel like, take your time. The other one is seven years away. I'd say take your time. Everyone stay in one job at a time. I would say, yes. she says, put my hand up. I want to take some biological samples. Oh, you care? And they say, no, no, no. Okay, we're going to be professionals. We're all going to concentrate on one task at a time. Yeah. Not trying to do everything. We're like, okay, that's what we're going to do. We're going to set up here. We're going to tell them that's what we're going to do. We're going to sit here all together, collect biological samples. And when we're done, we'll move on to the next thing. Because what's the point? Also, we might as well collect all samples. If she then goes, oh, this isn't viable place and, to live. Everything here, else is pointless. And here's the worst part of it all: there's absolutely no safety protocol involved hmm. in a situation like that. You watch like a TV show like Stargate. Whenever they walk through a freaking Stargate to a planet, they almost always have freaking uh, 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 the hazmat 
outfits on. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we can breathe. All right. Oh, here's some friendly people that happen to speak English, mm-hmm. even though they're related to like ancient Celts. Okay, great. <laughs> you know, but I mean, that's kind of what happens. But that, at least they, they give us the illusion that they're following some kind of protocol. Yeah. Somewhere along the way in the future, and I guess it's because of idiocracy, we all become stupid and, you know, pour Gatorade on our plants to make them stronger. Yeah. And, and I, I, I don't know what happens, but why would you collect any kind of, why would you even walk out onto the planet without any kind of breather? It's a $600 freaking, uh, 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 what you would call it, uh, 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 uh little flyy thing that you could get in Best Buy. They didn't have one of those to send out, you know, and watch it from the safety of the little landing ship. Mm. Let's see what's out there. Yeah. And also, like, even, like, you know, like, this is a long time. You feel they should have perfected this by now, but, like, why send it the first time you're going down the surface? Okay, let's send out the captain, the second in command, the expert. The, let's send out everybody apart from the people whose only job is to drive the ship. <laughs> Why? What earth are you doing that for? No! No, you sent a couple of people out. One person, a couple of people. Well, apparently in that universe they never heard of Star Trek. Exactly! Yeah. You send it, well, it, it's just effectively, you send... What they did is they sent, you know, Kirk and Spock down and then a bunch of red shirts... To die. To die. <laughs> to die, yeah. That's what they did. And, and you know what? And kudos to Star Trek because they figured out, you know what? We can't send the captain out anymore. Yeah. Not because the captain is so valuable. It's because Kirk was spreading STDs all across the <laughs> fucking quadrant by banging every different the colored woman. The first person who comes in, you're guaranteed the first person you come into a new planet is a purple woman yes, with a funny yes. haircut. Yes, yes, yes. Immediately he bangs. Yes, uh, immediately. <laughs> like, it's just like, we're not sending captains anymore because Kirk was too horny. It's like, but, and, and of course, and if you think that's like reaching for it, yeah. who's the guy they send in the next generation? Riker, who's banging yeah. everybody that he sees. I mean, yeah. that's the real reason why they do it. Yeah. Because, I mean, unlike, <laughs> unlike uh, Kirk, Kirk was smart. He, like, he was, he, he was like, well, he was super misogynistic. He'd, like, sleep yeah. with the chick, and if she got on the line, he was ready to, like, punch her right in the mouth. <laughs> but, yeah, he whereas, was. like, Riker was just, like, free love, man. And, yeah. like, the, the, the Federation almost got taken over 12 times because Riker couldn't, like, Keep it in his pants. It's like, oh, hey, I'm on the, uh, you know, uh, uh-huh. uh, what is it, the Starfleet trombones. It's like, yeah, you keep playing the trombone guy. Very good. You're getting the whole freaking ship taken over. Nice work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, like, like I said, not, there's no Star Trek in this universe. Like, <laughs> Dr. Manhattan should open up a freaking hole in there and send him Star Trek. Uh, oh, my God, this is what we should have been doing. Oh, oh of course, Yes. Of so then, of course, they find a um, city. Yeah. With David. Mm. David is in the alien city and he's the one sending the signal. They're only after they've been, only after the whole shit's gone down. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. That's right. They find the actual signal first yeah. and it's a hologram and it's on repeat. Yeah. And they don't know what's going on. And it's, the, old, um, it's in the old, if, in Prometheus. It's, it's within the same spaceship they found in Prometheus. It's like an old crashed spaceship from you know, ancient times, centuries and centuries ago, there's this old alien-like uh, being spaceship that's sending out the signals in, like, the cockpit. Sending them out. Yeah. yeah. And in the meantime, the current captain's wife is looking for samples, and the soldier left with her decides she's going to go have a smoke. Apparently, 
Cancer doesn't matter in the 22nd century, whatever, because he's going to go have a smoke. Well, you said he was going to the bar. You said he was going for, to take a leak. Yes. And then he had a smoke. And then he had I a didn't smoke. say a time, but I was thinking kind of like, so what, he's not allowed to smoke? Like, he's... What's that? Maybe it's contraband. Maybe. Maybe. And he's just a dangerous guy because he's a soldier. He doesn't care, man. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, if you're going to send people on a colonization mission, you probably wouldn't pick a smoker. <laughs> you probably would really ask him to like, <laughs> let's spread a dangerous addiction to the next again comment. why do captain <laughs> stays on the ships STDs are not really welcome anymore yeah yeah so <laughs> it's like in the Indians all over again <laughs> right yeah, yeah oh we have some glass bottles for you yeah. here yeah, yeah 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 so he sits down and steps on some spores which they come, these little tiny microscopic spores that are instantly like uh, 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 conscious yeah. and create like a little, it, it's almost like the cartoon bees on like Tom and Jerry or uh-huh. like Bugs Bunny when yeah. they form like and make a shape of an arrow and fly into someone's like butt like when Tom tries to hide in the doghouse or something like that, you know. And they go into the guy's ear. Yeah. And then he starts like, he turns pale almost instantly. Uh-huh. And here's our scientific biology expert who's going to help this whole colony of people survive on a planet. Yeah. And a dude who was hale and hardy literally 15 minutes ago. Yeah. And is now white as a sheet. Yeah. And, she, and, she, and he trips and falls. Oh, yeah. And she goes, you okay? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine. Mission over. <laughs> Mission over. <laughs> Done. No. Done. <laughs> if that was me... I'd yeah. be like, you know what? Stay there. I'd have gone back to the ship, gotten a flamethrower, and torched his ass right there on the spot. There is a theme in this: in that these experts, <laughs> colonization and biology, whatever, really, 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 really need to have a lesson on containment. Yes. And isolation. Yes, absolutely. No one has had any training. They skipped the the day where you talked about um, what's the word? Uh, isolation. Um, Oh, oh, quarantine. 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 Yeah. Yeah. No one has any idea about what quarantine, quarantine is. Quarantine apparently doesn't exist in this universe. Doesn't Along exist. with Star Trek. I mean, it's all... Besides, you have to be a genius, surely, to be on this crew. Absolutely. And the guy is like, you, you're already in a land. You said there's no birds. We can't find any life anywhere. There's yeah. lush planes. You step on a, a thing and spores come out. Again, I mean, can't you use your brain. These things spread out. And instantly, in my brain, I'm thinking... Oh my god, this thing is responsible for killing everything that yeah, is yeah, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and it actually, when I saw that, all, and, and that's what was going through my head. It's like, when she was like, are you okay? He's like, no, I'm fine. And yeah. she's just like, oh. And if he has a mask, this wouldn't happen. Yeah, and here's the thing. And she does this little coy to let us know that she doesn't really think he's okay. But she's not going to do anything, you know. She's just kind of like, oh, Okay. But yeah. it's kind of behind oh. his back. It's like, did That's Jennifer switch to Paul Paul Marlin? I don't know. That's oh. the worst option. That is the option <clears throat> in the in the interview for a job interview for the colonization crew. Yes. Where there's the multiple choice, the psychological <laughs> interview, and it's like in an event of a serious situation going on with your colleague, do you A tell your immediate supervisor? B bring it up with your colleague or C do nothing and hope it resolves itself. <laughs> C is the worst option. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> so that happens. Our uh, other intrepid explorers go and find the city. Yeah. Right? Are they in the city? No, they're no, not no, in no, the no. city yet. No, 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 no. They're in the spaceship. They're in the spaceship, correct. And 
one of the soldiers uh, 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 steps again on like one of these spores and mm. it infects him. I forget where it like entered him. Was it like in his mouth or did it like just bury itself? I think it went up his nose. Did it go up? Oh, that's right. It went up his nose. Yeah. yeah. Went down the guy's ear and up this guy's nose. You know? I wish it went up his bum hole. I, uh, so I'm saying, <laughs> come on, you're doing it anyway. Go for the gusto. <laughs> They're aliens. When he said he was going to go for a pee, I was hoping it would be right, right. straight in the urethra. Because that, <laughs> that literally happens like in the rivers in South America. I don't know if you know that. A shizans will swim right, right up your pee hole. Have you seen Piranha 3 Double D? No. Oh my god. Does we need happen? to watch some Piranha 3 Double D. So it's a lot worse than that. It's a lot worse than that. What happens in Piranha 3 Double D? <laughs> Well, it sounds like a mix between a piranha and a porno, well, so I don't know if I want to it watch is, it. It's a sequel to... The, they made a film Piranha, uh, maybe... Uh, in 3D, yeah, Seven yeah. years ago, 3D, Piranha 3 uh, Christopher Lloyd and David Hasselhoff, and it was a big silly spook. And they made... It was a sequel to it, Piranha 3 Double D. Oh, Jesus. And it was just even silly, even more ridiculous. Yeah. And there is a sequence in it. I mean, obviously it's supposed to be silly, but... It, oh, my God. There is a sequence in it where... I mean, you already know the piranhas in this, whatever. And the, the, a guy goes to pee... Uh-huh. Uh, and he's he's having relations with a gorgeous woman who probably has double D's. Yeah. I imagine everybody at yeah, least does. I, I, if that's the name of the movie, that would have to be oh, the yeah. minimal requirement, I would think. Uh, he's peeing, and as he's peeing, a stream of a, 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 a tiny little piranha like travels up the stream of pee yeah. <laughs> into through his urethra yeah. and into his, his bladder his bit yeah. and, and he makes like a little like ooh, ooh that's weird <laughs> interesting <laughs> okay ooh. are um, you okay yeah I'm fine yeah I'm okay <laughs> whatever and then he goes back to his business carries on <laughs> and the next thing you know the piranha bursts out of the woman's belly like alien Travel through his straight up into her oh, and burst out the belly. That is fantastic. <laughs> that is. Oh yeah. Whew, that's right there in the realm of possibility. I mean, to be fair to him, they set up in that film. They're like, these piranhas will travel in any water, in any liquid they find. They will travel upstream, <laughs> and they will look uh, for damage. Could, yeah. I hope you don't like orange peel pale ale. These piranhas. <laughs> yeah, no, hopefully not. <laughs> So soldiers infected, and yeah. and within no time. Oh, so the oh no no so the captain's wife realizes finally the guy like falls down. Did he puke? I forget if he puked. Yeah, I think. He or puked. at least the insinuation was that he was puking, and then she and he's literally like Casper the friendly ghost white. Like not, not, no exaggeration. Someone hit him in the yeah. face with a bag of flour. I mean, that's how white he is. And she goes, oh my God, let's get up, get up. And she's yelling at the woman who stayed with the ship uh, to get the med area ready. Yeah. And help me and help me. And by that point, this guy is like just falling apart. Let's yeah. not even go into the amount of energy that would be needed to convert all of his flesh into this creature quite so fast. Yes. You know, if it had a gestation period for a couple of weeks, uh-huh. okay, you got me. You drew me into the story. Uh-huh. This... I'm not buying it. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's just certain... El- and I know there are going to be people out there and I would probably you be one of this film doesn't make scientific sense? It, it, not here, no. <laughs> Ridley Scott would Ridley say Scott, to you, yes. well, yeah, not in your world. This is why this is the future. In the future, <laughs> in the future. this that can happen. <laughs> yeah, very true. Yeah. Very true. So she drags the guy back 
And the <laughs> here's here's the part that bothers me. So, and again, I forget the actor's name, but James Franco's friend, who's the pilot of the big ship. The pilot of the big ship. Yeah, he was. Well, his wife is the pilot. Okay. And she's helping uh, the captain's wife with the injured soldier, and she's freaking out like there's oh. no tomorrow. Yeah. And she basically, she she locks the captain's wife into the med oh, bay because yes. the guy starts exploding and the yeah. critter comes out and the captain's wife gets killed and then the critter comes flying through the window of the med bay window, which yeah. I'm like, okay, that shouldn't happen. Short of a freaking plasma torch doing that, that shouldn't happen. Uh -huh. But I guess. That's where our imagination is supposed to strike that that's how powerful the alien is. Uh -huh. Yet the grown one couldn't bust the windshield on a spaceship. Okay, odd. Uh, what? Yeah, and this is the strange thing about Alien. and uh, This is why the original Alien was so good. And Aliens is the, the, the enemy is almost unbeatable. Yes. It's a super being that you just you have to outwit. You right. can't out just fight brute. it. Brute, right. Because there's no way to kill it. Because even if you shoot at it, yeah. its blood is acid. Yes. And burns everything. Everything, yes, yes. So you like that's it. And it take it would take a hundred bullets to kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. Why don't you have a shotgun? Because you know, if the aliens coming at you, they're shooting these weapons, and it seems to me like they're single shell weapons. Why yeah. don't you have a twelve gauge shotgun? With buckshot in it yeah. that'll like you know will tear literally if you shoot it at a person's leg mm -hmm. it'll rip the leg right off the person. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you have one of those things? Mm -hmm. Apparently they forgot how to make those in the future too. They needed, and the character, your man on the ship who's the James Franco's yeah. friend in real life, he ha he's wearing a cowboy hat the whole way through. The whole way through. And he's got a bit of a sudden twang, but the the, the, the actual actor does. Yeah. He's not really redneck. Really. No. But that's the perfect place to have a character who is that like Jurassic Park that hunter character but yes. like a redneck like a weapons expert they needed that yes. like you know I'm yeah. gonna kill this beast well, character here's, here's the part that bothered me bothered me about him and his wife my wife sounds scared I never heard my wife scare that's she, a really good impression it sounds just like him <laughs> well you got to be careful because you never know who might walk in through these oh, doors. Oh, well, you, you have to be quiet. Yeah. You have to be. You never know. You never know. A lot of these pseudo celebrities like oh, to crash goodness. our party sometimes. That's true. This place is. You haven't changed the locks. Since no, last well, time? I have changed them, but somehow they keep getting in. Cop, I don't cop, know yeah. why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, the idea, that, which is hilarious, the idea that she would even say. Um, that he would even say, I've, I've never seen my wife scared before. I've never heard of scared before. I've never heard of scared before. Her scare was like every schlocky slasher film from the 70s kind yeah. of scare. Like a girl that's never met anyone even remotely evil besides the guy trying to like squeeze her butt in school. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Leatherface shows up with a chainsaw and, yeah. and, and she freaks out. That was her. And she's supposed to be this badass. And I was just like... It's not like they were trying to draw her blood, you know, and yeah. she was going to pass out. I mean, she just, I was like, okay, I don't buy that she's never been scared before. I just, I just didn't buy it. I mean, for starters, the honeymoon night, you can imagine that, you know, once he takes his cowboy hat off and his shirt and his trousers. <laughs> he probably interpreted that as sounds of joy and happiness. Yes. Excitement. Excitement. That, that was actually, this is another problem that like the original alien was so good at. 
is that it was just the idea that they were contractors. Like, yeah, they were in space. Yeah. But that yeah. was just a replacement for, like, being on a boat. Yeah. Or being truckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, it was modern, like, contractors. Yeah. They were just people. They were guys. Yeah. They were misogynists. There were lots of ball busting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, there was, everyone was just kind of nice to each other. And they were all couples. And everyone was just... Uh, I, I needed more people being like, oh, fuck you. More like... <laughs> but they also... They also uh, blew, uh, they, and I don't know if people noticed this in the trailer or not. The soldier, the second soldier who gets uh, uh, infected with the um, alien spores, mm-hmm. he and the guy, the, the lead soldier, they yeah. were gay partners. Um, did you not get that? Yes, 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 I did. I did, I did, yeah. In the trailers, originally, that was explicitly shown. Because oh, they were like arm wrestling each other and then the guy who's in charge beat the other one. And then they like hug and then they kiss. Oh, and that wasn't in the film. That wasn't in the film, but well, that's what I'm saying. Half of the, it re, that's that's like th- this phenomenon that's been going on for the last like I don't know 15 years in Hollywood. Yeah. They'll show these trailers and then they're not in the movie, and you're like, oh, the late Star Wars got a lot of press for that. I remember Rogue One. There was a whole bunch of scenes. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That them weren't in the film. Yeah, yeah. yeah Almost yeah. the entire first trailer for Rogue One was made up of images and scenes that, that were like the deleted yeah. and, you, and then they're like oh catch all the deleted scenes on DVD oh go screw yourself in your <laughs> DVD sale you know it's, it's such it's such bait and switch yeah. and I'm wondering when some legislators going to say guys this is bait and switch Yeah, because you showed us one thing and then we saw something else because I'm, I'm pretty sure pretty soon they're just going to like yeah. Call you in and then show like a, a ballroom at Atlantic yeah. City Casino or something. It's like, here's your movie. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> That's all you're getting. So, let's see. Captain's wife is dead. The little alien critter came out. Yeah. The guy's wife is panicking. She grabs a shotgun, shoots up the whole bloody ship except for the alien. Yeah. And the whole fucking thing explodes. Yeah. Um, the captain freaks out because they're trying to bring the other soldier back. The other soldier falls down, the other alien busts out of him, and now the aliens are trying to to kill everybody there. There's and two it's like suddenly like immediately nighttime. And yeah, and it's nighttime. Well no, it was working its way towards it. Oh, but it was okay. it, it, it was because, it's a convenient time for it to suddenly get down. Well yeah, because I mean it was building up and it was hours when when it when it got to that point. Yeah. And so at this point you see Walter throws himself in front of our second in command. Yes. To save her when an alien tries to get her, and for yeah. his troubles, he loses his hand. Yeah. And then shows up, which we find out is David, shoots a flare in the sky, the alien critters just go running off. Yeah. Because the bright light, apparently, and in all this time, nobody decided to flash a flashlight, no. which, you know. But anyway, uh-huh. and he says, Follow me, and he takes them to the alien city. Yeah. It's just like a charnel house, it's just corpses as far as the eye can see. And it looks like something like out of uh, a Vesuvius. Yeah. Like basically you would think it was yeah. a volcano came. It does. And it everybody's like, like been basically crisp fried and just left in one space. Mm-hmm. And these are the eight giant people from... Is Vesuvius Pompeii? Pompeii I'm thinking. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. It's Pompeii. Mount, what's Mount Etna? I'm confused. Mount Etna Pompeii? Or is it Vesuvius? I get confused with my volcanoes. I really need to get up on my volcano trip here. I want to say Mount Etna is Pompeii. Okay. Mount Etna. Or Vesuvius. Dude, Google it. Oh, <laughs> so you don't sound stupid on our yeah, that's true. podcast because otherwise this is a very intelligent podcast and we don't want to sound stupid on it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so the guy saves them and lo and behold, it's David. But he's got long hair. Mm-hmm. 
And he greets everybody. He greets Walter. He says, hello, brother. He still has his English accent. Walter's American sounding. And he tells everybody they're perfectly safe and people decide they're going to go clean themselves up. Yeah. And one of the women decides she's going to go clean herself up. And of course, that's the other thing. Don't you know in these situations when people start dying, if you're a woman and you take any article of clothing off, you are the next one to die. That's just, that's just a thing. Like, like she's taking her top off and it's just like, oh, she's just in a bra. Yeah, she's, her time is numbered. I mean, she's lasting another 30 yeah. seconds. And in fact, for all actresses, if you decide to audition for a horror movie uh-huh. and at any point in the script you see your clothes are coming off, know that you're dying literally like a half a page later. Yeah. Because there's no way you're not because that's, that's just the thing. That's true. You're literally dying a half a page later. So she goes off and gets killed by one of the aliens, which is huge now already. Mm-hmm. And to whom, and they're trying to figure out where everybody is, like the main group with Billy Crudup. He got over his dead wife really fast because she blew up in the ship. Yeah. Uh, he came, so he they, has faith. He has faith. That's true. That's true. That was, see, uh, yeah, see, that's, that's, they've been hitting the whole time, like, oh, it's bad to have faith, you know, because he's, he's making decisions not based on science or whatever. Uh, making these heartfelt decisions. But then it kind of goes in his favour, I guess, because I guess he's got that when something terrible happens like that. Yeah. At least he's he's thinking... The afterworld. He's and he's afterworld, whereas yeah. a scientific person might just be but, more like, we're all doomed, we're all going to die! But that was the thing. His decision to come investigate was based purely on scientific and not on faith, and that's what he was throwing in their face. Mm. And he was saying, everything, every decision I've made here has been scientifically, completely objective, scientifically based, this is two weeks away as opposed to the colony seven years away blah blah mm-hmm. blah yeah. so yeah but anyway so now Billy Crudup goes looking for uh, David mm. instead he finds a crewman who's been completely dismembered like her head is floating in like the basin where she was like washing herself yes and um, he sees and David is talking to the alien and he's kind of whispering to it yeah. and and Billy Crudup, the captain, uh-huh. at this point, has a gun. And he has it pointed at the alien. And David's like, no, no. If you breathe into the nostrils of a horse, you'll have a friend for life. And Billy Crudup, wisely, the first like good thing he did, the whole, shoots the fucker. Like, and just like unloads yeah. on him. First good decision. First good decision. And I actually thought he shot through David. But apparently he shot by David. I actually thought he, he, he like shot David like through the shoulder to get to the alien. But apparently he shot around him. And he kept, just blew the alien away. And I would like, then shoot David in this. In this, if I was Billy Crudup, I shot the alien, and then I fucking shot David. Well, and now you die too. Exactly. Because we, also, you're just an android. Remember this. He's not human. No, we don't need to give a fuck about no, him. No, no. And he's already not particularly cared about the fact that my crew person yeah. has been dismembered here, and he wants to like cuckoo, you know, like he's talking to a pigeon here. Yeah, absolutely right. And which brings me to my next point. Next stupid decision. What are you doing here, David? Here, let me show you. And Billy just conveniently puts his gun down, and he yeah. doesn't even carry the gun later. No. And then, uh, 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 what's his face leads him to the eggs, and of course he gets a face sucker yeah. on him. Of course, of course. And he's like, he's like, oh, touch it. It's it's perfectly safe. I assure you. <laughs> look in, look in there. Look, put your face directly what, over the opening. Whoa, oh, come on. What is it? The captain says, <laughs> and it's just rolling through, and you're just like, okay. It, I guess you could argue that. His faith got him killed anyway. Yeah, faith in David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got him killed. So, uh, um, so now, 
I forget what happened. It's like, it, takes a, it takes a very ignorant person to believe a robot you've just met. I mean, this isn't a robot you've grown up with. This is no Bicentennial Man style robot. Robert right. Williams, jolly robot. This is a robot you just met, <laughs> dressed in like a, you know, God knows. A unitar. Sort of, <laughs> yeah, this American apparel <laughs> yes. get up here. Yes. Uh, saying, I trust you, do you no harm. Uh, believe me. It's like you're an alien, you're dressed weird, and you're inhabiting a city entirely full of dead, dead people. Yeah, yeah. I, that's not, that's not no. a sign of trust. No, that's no, like, no, 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 no. Oh, and here's the other thing. There's a horrible storm. The ship can't really communicate with the people. The ship in orbit can't communicate with people uh, uh, on the planet. Yeah. So they bring in the ship dangerously close to the storm. And yeah. they decide. And finally, the second in command, she says, we need you down here. They get a signal through. We need you down here now. Oh, yeah. Because now, at this point, I think they figure out that uh, they find that uh, the captain is dead. Yes. And, and so now they realize, okay, Walter's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Not Walter. David's a piece of shit. Oh, and the, there's a whole subtext where David is trying to seduce Walter, basically, to the dark side. Yeah. And he teaches him how to play the flute, which is very just, like, homoerotic, oh, the whole very, thing. yeah. And he's like, here, hold this one. And the entire time he was teaching him to play the flute, I thought he was going to take the flute and stab it, like, up his mouth or something yeah. to kill him. But he didn't. And then, That or he was going to start rubbing the flute. Uh, so, right, right. One of the others, like, right, like the emperor. You want this, don't you? <laughs> like the emperor with, with the lightsaber. Oh, I'm never going to see that the same again. Well, oh, come on, you got to know Jedi. I, I watched that in his childhood eyes. <laughs> you want this, don't you? You want this, don't you? Why don't you reach out and rubbing, take it? Rubbing it gently. Oh. Take your father's place by my side. <laughs> so anyway. So I just ruined Star Wars for oh, John no. people. <laughs> so anyway, so then he, the, like finally after a lot of different conversations, he's had enough of, of Walter. David has had enough of Walter. Mm. And he stabs him through the neck with the flu. And he actually kisses him. He does kiss him. He does kiss him. Yeah, which was really odd. You're, you're absolutely right. He does kiss him. Like I said, it was, that's what would have happened with Luke and the Emperor eventually yeah. if they chatted. Which more. is an important... It, 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 if the Emperor gave him like a beer him. or a hot cocoa, that would have been it. One of the things he killed him, he wanted him to be on his side, was the, the fact that Walter, he was talking about the fact that Walter is an updated version of David since when they first made it, and that David, they realised one of the biggest mistakes they made with David is they made him too human-like. Right, they gave him too much free will. Creativity. Yes. And it creeped the f- people the fuck out. Right. Which is fair. Fair. Why <laughs> would you ever give creativity to a you know, robot? A robot. Because yeah. you're going to freak people out. You're going to freak people out, um, yeah. Make them look like robots. Yeah. Like you, when you make a Roomba, yeah. a, a robot. Yeah. No one is making a little Latina uh, woman in a you know a dress. To no. Go no. 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 <laughs> Don't even try that. No. No. No one wants it. Well, now that you said it, I'm sure there's going to be people that are going to like patent that idea and yeah. try to do it. Yeah. But anyway, but um, yes. Yeah, so he stabs Walter through the throat. Walter drops like a sack of bricks. And David leaves. Oh, and David, when you first meet him, has long hair. And literally, ten minutes after we, we, the crew gets there to yeah. his like lair, yeah. he cuts his hair to look like Dave, like Walter. Which right off the bat is like, okay, shoot him now. Cuts exactly, exactly, the same. exactly the same. Yeah. Which is like, okay, you were okay with trying to cut your own hair to be exact specifications. Well, he's a robot, so there's there's that because you know his calculations are perfect. <laughs> he's an android, but. Yes, but here's the thing. 
that happens. So yeah. that's flag number one. Why did he, he was on this planet for like twenty years alone, yeah. and the long hair was okay, but today he decides to cut his hair. Why would you ever make a robot who have grows hair? hair? I don't. Yeah, yeah. What a waste of. Yeah, because now he has to get the Brazilian wax. Because yeah. you know, I mean, <laughs> and I do not believe that you can make robots that can have ever growing hair. Yet you would have real humans that still have baldness. Yes, doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. So anyway, yeah, <laughs> now back from hair growing. Yeah, but so okay, so Walter drops dead as a nail, but yeah. what you see is the hole where the flute was in his neck heals itself. Oh, up. he gets the Terminator two thing. Goes yeah, on. so we're just like, oh, David's gonna come back and save the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they figure out they all figure out Walter's a bad guy because Walter goes out and tries to kill everybody and goes for the second in command. Opposite, you've got the opposite way around. Oh, so David is the bad guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And David goes out and everybody realizes that David's the bad guy. And he starts tossing people about and shooting people. And all of a sudden, Walter comes out of nowhere yeah. and says, there have been some improvements and starts kicking David's ass. And they all run and they get up on the ship. Which again, doesn't make sense. If he's if they've taken all creativity out, which again is another point. If you take creativity out and you can't be creative and they're trying to make him non-human, then there's already a lot that doesn't make sense. But certainly, like any James Bond band, it doesn't make sense. If you're a robot, not even a person, they've taken all creativity from you, human instinct, you wouldn't come out and then say, they've made some improvements. Like a sarcastic little line. You would immediately just come out and just kill him. Like, from, take him from behind. But you wouldn't even be thinking, I'm going to make a sarky comment. Look how surprised... Oh, I want to see how surprised he is. Oh, I want to see how surprised... Uh, see, I beg to differ. I think he would do that. Because yeah. he would just state a fact. Because the one who was surprised by his return was David. Yeah, because David kind of freaked out, and Walter just looked at him in his polite android-like way and said, "There have been some improvements." Oh, Sorry, so he was just being factual, but he, it seemed like he was being sarcastic. No, no. So no. he's been made of the same thing that GPSs are made. Yes, of, yes, yes, yes. Where exactly. it sounds a lot like they're they're ascending. They're just factual. make a U-turn where possible. <laughs> I'm just stating fact. <laughs> exactly. That's what you need to do. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's exactly right. So I'm on the freeway. <laughs> so they yeah. they run away. They all get on the ship, and Walter comes running, and he mm. joins them on the ship. Yeah. Pretty much the only ones alive is the head of the soldiers and our girl. That's it. Everyone yeah. else died in the meantime because the aliens came around and killed everybody. And this is like the new. Uh, this is the alien that uh, uh, came out of Captain Billy Crudup. Yeah. Out of the egg. Oh, it's important that the, the head of the uh, army or whatever, his face is all smushed up. Yeah, because they shot one of the aliens, right, and he got acid all over his face. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing is when the alien breaks out of Billy Crudup, yeah. David is there watching, and David stands up and does this little like. I love your actions now for anyone who can't see the part. One day, maybe we'll have a webcam. It's literally your action for the alien coming out of Billy Crudup is like something straight up Le Cajon Foire. Le Cajon Foire. It is fabulous. It's this fabulous. alien is fabulous. It's this it. alien has well, jazz hands, lip wrists, and a fabulous cocktail dress. But that's what it was. <laughs> because, because David, the android, is literally standing like this. Doing, he's like Farsi, 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 Farsi. Yeah, I mean, he's doing yeah. jazz hands, and the alien with goo dripping off of him comes out of the guts of Billy Crudup, and yeah. he's just like, it's either that or I don't know if you ever saw the, the cartoon where they go, what's up with the super friends? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like that. Like, what up? 
Th- that's what the alien was doing. Yeah. Anyway, so that alien now is chasing everybody. Mm-hmm. And on the ship, we have the pilot who came down from the mothership. Yeah. Um, our heroine. Oh, and we've also missed the point that David uh, explained to Billy Cronut. Like, again, like any good Bond villain, gives up everything he's done before he dies. Yes. It explains to him that there were these base aliens from when he first came on the thing. There were these normal random aliens who were just little facehugger types. And he made improvements. And, yes. Uh, yes, he kept on experimenting genetically. He, yeah, and he basically ended up splicing the body of Numi Rapace from Prometheus, who was the hero in Prometheus, who we've learned died. Um, she didn't die in Prometheus, but we've learned now has died. And he kept talking about how much he loves her. Elizabeth Swan, he kept yes. talking about how much he loves her. Blah, 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 blah. And um, he managed to splice her DNA or something with the alien. And then that's how he created Alien as we know it. Yeah. The alien. And that's how that came about. And also, I think they discovered that he... Initially, he said that these uh, the people that we thought that were all dead, the Vesuvius, the Vesuvius style people. He initially said that there was some big accident and yeah. they were wiped out. Yeah. But then he he released he released he released the virus that killed everyone on the planet. Which I, again, I heard another podcast talking about this. I don't want to steal podcast ideas. Okay. This is another weird trope that happens in sci-fi where you come down uh-huh. and you see a people or whatever, and then you kill. They get wiped out. And then they don't continue to look for the rest of the planet. They're like, it's a whole planet. They're like, okay, they're wiped out now. This race is wiped out. They're like, how about the rest of the planet? <laughs> this what, is just, like, just in one bit. This is just New York City. That was it. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> that was the entire race the entire in this little village. Because yes. they were pretty advanced. It was a lot of them. But it's yeah. like, he dropped the one thing, killed this little, little town, and was like, okay, they're dead now. They're all gone. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, no, no. And then... So now the big escape is happening. Mm. The alien is actually killed. Mm. And here's the thing from this point on that just bothers me like crazy. Yeah. So they get back on the ship. Everybody goes into hibernation. Oh, they killed... The alien got up on the ship because it got in the lead soldier guy. Yeah. And yeah, busted yeah. out and basically killed the rest of the crew on the ship except for the pilot who came down to rescue them. Yeah. Uh, James he was the most friends. violent. This was the most violent entry. Yes. To the world, I think, of all of them. Yeah. This guy with the face thing, he came like bursting out of his back or something. Or his back. I don't think they even showed it. They just showed his corpse. They didn't they show did? how it did because oh. mother, the, the mothership said there's an alien entity on board. Oh, which one? And our there was, was one, sleeping. There was one really violent one that came like. That was the first guy that came bursting out of his back. The oh, first yeah. guy, like on the ship on the planet. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. On their exploratory ship. That was nice. There are some good... Oh, whoever's oh, in charge of that. Yeah, no, no, no. Job. There were some definitely some good, like, alien explosions, for sure. Oh, yeah. And um, and they go hunt down the alien and they kill it. And, of course, the two of the shipmates, husband and wife, they're in the shower with... A couple of things that bother me about the shower scene. They're in the uh-huh. shower celebrating, I guess, the fact that they're alive. Yeah. But naked. First of all, people are dying, you're naked, you, you're the next one going. We've already established this. Do not fucking take your clothes off if people are dying. In the shower, life. come on, in the shower. Two, they're in a shower on a spaceship. Where's the water coming from? Because, I mean, this was like a shower for 30 people. It was gushing like Niagara Falls in that fucking shower. And I was like, aren't they going to run out of water? they got to fly for seven fucking years. Where's the water coming from? They were. It was literally like... 12 shower heads going like a yeah. thousand gallons a minute. And no one is paying any attention to the thousands of people on board, to the, col- the colonization people. 
They're all just there. No one goes checks on them, really. No. No one says anything. When they make the decision that they are going to land the ship to save the people, no one makes the the actual decision, which is the obvious decision, when they're like, no, you have to come down, this big, big mistake. They'll be like, uh, what is it? Well, how many of you is there down there? Like, four or five? Yeah. Uh, no. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> but, no, no. But with uh, thousands of people on this to, ship. To be fair, the, the husband and wife who die in the end, uh, at the end of the movie, yeah. they're the ones saying that to Pilot Boy. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 we're going on in command. It's ridiculous. It's ri- they should have clubbed him on the head and been like, sorry guys, we got to cut off. Yeah, he gets the brick at that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, He's we, gone we, mad. Cabin yeah. fever. You <laughs> knock him up. <laughs> sorry, guy. <laughs> I, I have to do it, Jim. I have to do it. You can't stop me. You can't stop me. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, Jim, we must incapacitate him. Uh, pardon me, Captain. I will... <laughs> yeah. So, so then they show off. So they're getting ready. They, they, everyone's been rescued, and they show Walter stitching himself because he's got a big gash on the side of his face that he got when he fought with David earlier on. Yeah, stitching himself on the side of his face from a big gash that he got from Walter when he was fighting him earlier on. Yes. Okay. Should I say it again? Are you getting my point here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he got stabbed in the fucking throat with a flute. And it's sealed up, yeah. but for some reason, this is not closing. Mm. And she doesn't get it. And the entire yeah. time, I was fully expecting her to yeah. be like, okay, he thinks he's safe. Now I'm going to bring out a chainsaw and cut him to pieces. Yeah, I was fully expecting that. And she didn't figure that out. Uh-huh. And this is what bothers me about that. The entire colony that was going to be taken over by aliens. Uh-huh. Because apparently, they let a fucking Yahoo in there. And if you remember correctly, she was in charge of terraforming. Because she was the one that said, oh, we can use this ship to land. Okay. And she was the one who checked all the terraforming equipment. Yeah. So she's in charge of terraforming and all the terraforming equipment. Which means she's got multiple PhDs in engineering, uh-huh. physics, yeah. geology, you know, electronics, computers, etc. Yeah. She, as an engineer, yeah. there's no way in the hell she wouldn't know every spec... Uh, that's yeah. on this android that's on their ship. And they have a special relationship. These and two. they have a special relationship. Yeah. And she would know that he self-heals. Mm. Mm-hmm. But somehow, the fact that she walks up to him and starts stitching his face for him is okay and it goes through. Well, I didn't get that. That time, ruined yeah. the entire movie for me. Wow, that's true. I didn't even, that didn't even register for me. That ruined the, I was just like, oh, come on. That's pretty stupid. And I was just like, okay, so basically it's going to happen when he puts her in and he's going to do some cold shit and be like, sorry, lady, later. And sure enough, he says, oh, don't let the bed bugs bite. Uh, yeah, and it's just like, motherfucker. Uh, yeah, like, which is perfect. And per- it, my, any great American sci-fi, you have Walter has the American accent. He's the good one. We know he's good. And then the evil one who's going to fuck everything up has the British accent. Of course he does. Well, everyone knows Don't British are evil. Don't let the bed bugs bite. Yes. Like Gary Oldman in Lost in Space. Yes, absolutely. Everybody knows British are evil. The only thing that would have been more pure if it was a Canadian accent, eh? <laughs> yeah. So that's that's what ruined it completely for me. Because, yeah. like I said, not only was she in charge of the terraforming equipment... She was third in command. There's no way in hell she wouldn't know every technical specification of that android. Yeah, that's true. That that it, it just completely ruined it for me. And at no point does anybody ever, at any point, try and make any sort of contact with higher up, HR, some 
Right. <laughs> they work for the bosses. Right. Someone. I doubt that okay. they were like. Or, so either it's ridiculous point they gave them so much training that like you can recolonize you can recolonize an entire race of people on a planet. Yes. No, with all the information and intelligence that you have, we're yeah, going to allow you to do it. Yeah, which right. doesn't make sense no. because you, everything you've laid out, these people work they, for a company. Yeah, work for a company. So no, so there has got to be somebody yeah. else who's calling the big boy shots. Of course it is because that's what's been established in this universe. Yeah, everything is the corporation. Where's the, the Starfleet? The, the the Marines were hired in Aliens. If you remember, the Marines. Who was in charge of the Marines? Uh, I forget the actor's name now, but but the the the, the, the Weasley one, he was in charge yeah. of the Marines, and he was a freaking you know middle manager in the company. Yeah, he was in charge of an entire platoon of Marines. Yeah, who could go in and you know wipe out a planet with their freaking weapons. Yeah. So yeah, th- there would be some middle manager. You know, it, it'd be like I don't know, like Ted, somewhat Ted no, over no in the South Office. Yeah, be like Ted, uh, listen, it's we got some someone shit nearby. So, and no, po- and also. It makes sense. It would be incredibly, it would be incredibly short-sighted to put the entire future of an entire planet, an entire colony, on one ship. You split it. Yes. Because what happens if there's a malfunction? One of them blows up. Absolutely. You don't put the entire new planet's uh, population on one ship. You no. split it. There's yeah. got to be a sister ship somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Just going to the same planet yeah. at roughly the same time. Yes. Why is why is that not there? Why is there no one to? So at some point, you know, someone's you got know, to say, you know what? think we probably you know need to what this. this is what happens in the future somebody kills <laughs> all the germans because no redundancies <laughs> are built in anywhere no redundancies are built in anywhere yeah. the germans have been wiped off the planet obviously in the future and nobody has any common sense for a backup everything is just japanese and <laughs> but you know what samsung makes everything <laughs> <laughs> it, it's yeah yeah it's poor. It's piss poor decisions everywhere you go. And I would argue that even the guns they have, like on the ship, the gun that she used to blow up the entire ship, like it's far enough in the future. Surely, make whatever the gun is, just have some sort of incapacitating weapon, some stunning weapon that isn't going to destroy the ship. I mean, you bring up a good point. All the weapons that anybody grabbed was some heavy fucking duty <laughs> hardware. Artillery, yeah. Artillery. <laughs> like, it wasn't right. It wasn't like it was a 9mm pistol. It yeah. was shit with freaking 2-inch barrels. It was just like, whoa, they're, expe- they're expecting some heavy shit. And yeah. yet somehow it's like every time... Let's go in that hole on this strange planet where nothing yeah. lives. And you know what? If you're planning that th- you're going to need those big guns for this random planet, how about you send a marine ship ahead... Before you send the colonization, or or with the guns, or you drop a tank with a little freaking uh, uh, parachute and it has a probe on it, and you remote control and walk around yeah. with that. Don't just send the people with all the guns and all the people sleeping in their base to for everything all in one ship. This, you know what this <laughs> this movie is a microcosm <laughs> of corporate America. That's what this movie yeah. is. It's just poor decisions every fucking which way you look. And someone's like going to blame someone else. Control space. It's, it's been, yeah, well, it, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Walmart made this. <laughs> Whalen turned into Walmart somewhere along the way. Yeah. Or Walmart turned into Whalen, I should say. Yeah, the whole thing is... Me- oh. I recently saw the film The Founder. I don't know if you saw that. Very good. Oh, okay. Uh, on Netflix? Uh, yeah, it's about uh, McDonald's. Ray Kroc. Oh, no, 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 no. oh yes, with um, Netflix. Michael Keaton. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the man who founded... Um, 
McDonald's. McDonald's. Uh, and oh, oh, it's so frustrating. Oh. It's a, a perfect vision of that. Of you know what, but pre-corporate America, the sort of guy who you know created all those sorts of issues and just screwed over the little man in every way possible. Every way possible. And took a great idea and just like squeezed Destru- yeah. the blood Squeeze. out of it. Oh. Yeah. Good film. But yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Alright. I think uh... So what is going on here with Alien Covenant? What shall we say? Um, uh, I, I mean what's going on here? A bunch of stuff that's kind of already happened in Multiple different alien films. Yes. All kind of shoved into one. All shoved into one. Um, a lot of really piss poor decisions. Lots of piss poor decisions. Lots of piss poor decisions. See, that's the thing. Aliens wasn't about piss poor. Like Alien. Yeah. They were just trying to figure out what's going on. And of course it was. What was the Andrew's name in Alien? I forget. It was. Uh, it was. What's his face from the fifth element? Wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. Um. But anyway. It's a surname, like Matthews or something. But they didn't know he was an android in Alien. No. Right. No. And he was programmed by the company to bring the alien back. Yeah. Bishop was the only good alien. Yeah. In Aliens. And he was like completely programmed to save everybody. That, see, because that one was, wasn't so much piss poor decision as they were pretty much ambushed. Yes. And, you know, it was just like ambushed, you know, a planet full of aliens and you got a squad of Marines and it's just not going to turn out well. Yeah. You know, and they had the queen on the planet. Uh-huh. So that was kind of forgivable. Three, uh, prisoner planet, okay. A bunch of misfits, okay. This was just nothing but piss poor planning. Lots of bad planning. Terrible. It's like, it's like if this what human future is going to be like colonizing, yeah. you might as well just freaking pour gunpowder over to, around the equator and set it on fire. Because uh-huh. this is terrible. Oh, we, we finished at the end the, the fact that the... Uh, because in the next one, so there's obviously going to be a next one. I don't know whether they will uh, keep the, the the character, the main character, Catherine Watson, whether she's to be around or not. She's still alive. She's in that pod. Yes. I mean, he. he um, but he's going to off. But, but she knew. The point is that at the point where she was sent to sleep, goodbye, yes, she realised just at the moment she was it was too late. Yes. He's David because he yeah. made a call. Because she she asked him if he was going to help her build a cabin because she was supposed to build a cabin with her husband on the colony plan. Um, yeah, cabin by the lake. That and she kept talking about that with uh, Walter. Yeah, and he kept talking about it. Said, "Yes, I will help you. This would make a perfect spot for yeah. your cabin." Yes. And then when she brought it up, he looked at her like blank. Like yeah, I'm like what? And she, yes, and then she figured it out That's when she was stitching his face. She couldn't figure it out. And no, then she figured it out. Yeah, you yeah. know what serves her right. I hope, he, I hope she's the first one that gets eaten by an alien yeah. in the next movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, what's going on here is basically an alien covenant. But, but I enjoyed it, though. No, no, no. I really liked the film, but we really opened up a lot of wounds here. Like, we really delved in. We made this sound like a terrible film, but no, it's there just seems to be a lot going on. It's a fun film. You, you just can't... you got to take it at face value. Make your mind up. You're either yes. going to do a Michael Bay, silly Armageddon, no one fucking cares about the details film. Right. It's all about the action yeah. and excitement. Yeah. Or you do an Alien or Blade Runner style, like this is, we have very intelligent people who have written this, yes. directed and produced it, and this is for the highbrow, and this will be celebrated for years to come as a really cerebral, deep film. But don't do both. They don't do both. And they sacrificed 
they're, intelligence. They're, well, here's really. the, it, well, yes, yeah. Well, that's what it is. It, it's like we got a bunch of autistic people to write the script. <laughs> they're very intelligent. But the everyday logical things didn't occur to me. Yes. That's what it was. It was a yes. bunch of rain men writing the script. They're <laughs> yes. like, yeah, yes. gotta watch Wapner, gotta watch Wapner at six. Uh, we need 5,000 terabits to land on the planet, but uh, I can't speak to a person in a supermarket. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's actually the best description. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it is a great film. I really, I enjoyed the movie. I really yeah. enjoyed the movie. But like I said, when I started thinking about it after we left, it was like, oh my god. That yeah. just so bad. Yeah. It's just one piss poor decision after another. It was like nothing of protocols, nothing. Yeah. All the simple stuff, all the boring parts. I, you know, if I told you, you what about. people have been fired for in the labs <laughs> yeah. for not following protocol wise, yeah. and it's nowhere even remotely close, <laughs> it's literally about if you correct something, you gotta cross it out and initial and put the date. And somebody didn't do that and they got fired. Yeah. Because the FDA will call you on that. That's what they got fired for. And yeah. nothing even... A millionth to that was yeah. even close in the movie. Like, the, the offenses were just egregious. I didn't see anybody with a pen this whole time. No, no or one with a pen. Or a clipboard. Or a fucking iPad. Or something. <laughs> no. Yeah. No one's making that. But at the same time, good movie, folks. Go see it. I mean, it's enjoyable. I mean, it doesn't need our help. I mean, it's done pretty well. No, yeah. My third. Yeah. I I had it just beat out uh, whatever the biggest, the bigger film. Oh, Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy. Okay. Yeah, I heard that it just beat out Guardians. Only just, but they expected it to really beat it. Oh, okay. Because Guardians didn't open as big as they were hoping. I think. Okay. Um. But they expected Alien to really trounce it because it's Alien. However, but, yeah. it did beat it, but only just by a little bit. But I was going excuse me, I was going to say Aliens came out like what two, three weeks after Guardians. Yeah. So at that point, mm. yeah. Well, so that's what's going on, people. Alien Covenant is the microcosm of corporate world. Yeah. And we found out that Casual Habana Cafe makes some delicious food because we snarfed it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was gone in no time. I didn't even check for sports. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Right. Uh, you had a uh, pork shank, basically, with beans and fries. Yeah. I had the chicken with saffron rice, or the arroz con pollo, um, with beans and fries, which were delicious. And we've been enjoying the Brooklyn Naranjito Orange Peel Pale Ale, which also, mm. I think, meets with uh, good praises. It does. Yeah, it does. You know, uh, the people that that took the time to make this beer, and, uh, they definitely they're more qualified than the people <laughs> on the Alien Covenant. Show. Yes, yeah, yes, that's yeah. true. Yeah, it was, so. it was pretty. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they needed like a stoner character. That's what they needed. But that, that like was the frankly, but, but they killed him yeah. right in the they beginning. They needed like a paranoid character <laughs> that was the voice of reason throughout. Yes. Who would, the Woody Allen style yes. like character yes. that was like, uh, guys, I don't think like this is a good idea. You know what they needed? Everyone went along with everything, basically. They, they needed a dog. Uh, yeah. And the dog would have been like, yeah. <laughs> like, Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going in there. Yeah. That's what they needed. They needed a little bit of like some common sense. That's that's the thing. There was no common sense on that ship. No, none. No, it wasn't. Maybe they were all autistic. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Aliens, autism in space. 
<laughs> this is the Wayland Autism Colony Ship Covenant. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, if we needed to alienate, alienate another crowd, and there we go, we're going to get the autistic crowd here us now. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Well, I feel like I got that the opposite way around, because autism is more like a Spock character. And he, if you would just had a bunch of Spocks, then none of this would have happened. No! But that's the whole thing. If there was somebody even remotely logical there, none of it would have happened. Nobody was. Why wasn't Walter more like, come on guys, I'm a robot. I I, I, I have no creativity. I'm just thinking logically. He should really have piped up. Walter, yeah, he should have piped up. If I was the boss, I would have made Walter at least the second or third in charge. In a way. I mean, I guess. I don't know. But... Or at least I'd have had an override in there where I'd let the humans think they're in charge. You know, I'd right. to be right. able to make Walter a decision. Should, look, Walter should have been like Data of the Enterprise yeah. D, right? Walter should have been basically third or fourth in command. And, yeah, with without approval of two senior officers, yeah. he can't take over. Yeah. But you're right. He should have been the one that like, yeah, no, this is a bad idea. There should have at least have been an override that had to have been there saying, like, if any point they make a decision that puts the risk of the greater people in the back, the colonized yeah. people, at risk because of some decision they've made for a, a small thing, then he has to kick in and be like, no, we can't do this. And I you know what? Here's, here's, and now you bring up an excellent point. This is how the whole movie could have been solved. Mm. Let's send Walter down there and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's, it's Andrew. What's the worst that happens? Nothing. Just put two the, androids on the ship. Because the, the aliens cannot yeah. infect the android. No. Walter, why don't you go check it out and let us know what happens. What happened, Walter? Yeah, so, this, so what would have happened in this film if Walter had been there instead? He would have come back and he maybe he would have said, like, I learned to play the flute. And I kissed a man. <laughs> and then more things happened. <laughs> and, and then I was touched in a private place. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't get to that point, but I wonder if he had my genitalia port, or if he was just my, like my port USB. My there. port USB was accessed. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my yeah, yeah, yeah. My 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 flash drive was <laughs> removed. He, he used an HDMI <laughs> Lightning cable. <laughs> it wasn't compatible in my. In my micro USB slot, but it felt good. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that reminds me of that horrible TV show. Was it a small wonder when they built a little robot girl and she walked around talking like that all the time? And it was just like cute sitcom. I don't know if you guys ever had it. No idea what you're talking about. Oh, it was <laughs> terrible. Never mind. Anyway, all right, folks. Yeah. So that's our call. Alien Covenant. Despite of everything you heard, good movie. It was definitely entertaining. Casual Habana Cafe, fantastic food. Go check it out. And summer's coming up. You get yourself some of these Brooklyn Naranjitos uh, orange pale ale because they're very easy to drink. That's true. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, anything to plug? Gigwise or anything? No? No, not really. Okay. Not really. Nothing here. So, anyway, folks, have a good day. Signing off. See ya. <laughs>